Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone Chapter 4 The Keeper of the Keys Boom! They knocked again. Dudley jerked awake. Where's the cannon? He said stupidly. There was a crash behind them, and Uncle Ronan came skidding into the room. He was holding a rifle in his hands. Now they knew what had been in that long, thin package he had brought with them. Who's there? he shouted. I warn you, I'm armed. There was a pause. Then, smash! The door was hit with such force that it swung clean off its hinges and with a deafening crash, landed flat on the floor. A giant of a man was standing in the doorway. His face was almost completely hidden by a long, shaggy mane of hair and wild, tangled beard. But you could make out his eyes, glinting like black beetles under all the hair. The giant squeezed his way into the hut, stooping so that his head just brushed the ceiling. He bent down, picked up the door, and fitted it easily back into its frame. The noise of the storm outside dropped a little. He turned to look at them all. Couldn't make us a cup of tea, could ye? It's not been easy, con. It's not been an easy journey. He strode to there. He oh, he strode over to the sofa where Dudley sat, sat frozen with fear. Budge up, you great lump! Said the stranger. Dudley squeaked. Dudley squeaked and ran to hide behind his mother, who was crouching terrified behind Uncle Vernon. And here's Harry, said, Jed, said the giant. Harry looked up into the fierce, wild, shadowy face and saw the beetle's eyes were crinkled in a smile. Last time I saw you, you were a little baby, said the giant. You look a lot like your dad, but you've got your mother's smiles. Uncle Vernon made a funny rasping noise. I demand that you leave at once, sir, he said. You're breaking and entering. Ah, shut up, Dursley, you great prune, said the, der, said the giant. His, he reached over to the back of the sofa, jerked the gun out of Uncle Vernon's hands, and bent it into a knot as easily as if it had been made of rubber and threw it into a corner of the room. Uncle Vernon made another funny noise, like a mouse being trodden on. Anyway, Harry, said the giant, turning back, turning his back on the Dursleys, a very happy birthday to you. Got some up for her, yeah. I might sat on it at some point, but it'll taste all right. From inside his pocket, uh, from inside pocket of his black overcoat, he pulled a slightly squashed box. Harry opened it with trembling fingers. Inside was a large, sticky chocolate cake with happy birthday harry written on it in green icing harry looked up at the giant he meant to say thank you but the words got lost on his way to the mouth instead what he said was who are you the giant chuckled true i haven't introduced myself rubus hagrid keeper of the keys grounds at hogwarts he held out an enormous hand and shook Harry's whole arm. What about that tea, eh? he said, rubbing his hands together. I'd say 
I'd not say no to stomach stronger if you got it, mind. His eyes fell on it, on the empty grate with the shriveled up soup bags in it, and snorted. He bent down over the fireplace. They couldn't see what he was doing, but when he drew back a second later, he was there was a roaring fire in it. It was filled it was, it filled the whole damp hut with flickering light, and Harry felt the warmth washed over him as though he'd sunken into a hot bath. The giant sat down uh, sat back down on the sofa, which sagged under his weight and began taking all sorts of things out of his coat. A copper kettle, a squashy package of sausages, a poker, a teapot, several several chipped mugs, and a bottle of some amber liquid that he took a swig from before starting to make tea. Soon the hut was full of the sound and smell of sizzling sausage. Nobody said a thing but the giant while the giant was working. But at last he slid the first fat the first six fat, juicy, slightly burnt sausages from the poker. Dudley fidgeted a little. Uncle Vernon said sharply, Don't touch anything he gives you, Dudley. The giant chuckled darkly. <laughs> Your, get, your great pudding of a son doesn't need fatting anymore, scarcely. Don't worry. He passed the sausages to Harry, who was so hungry he had never tasted anything so wonderful. But he still couldn't take his eyes off the giant. Suddenly, as nobody seemed to explain anything, he said, I'm sorry, but I still don't really know who you are. The giant took a gulp of tea and wiped his mouth with the back of his hand. Call me Hagrid, he said. Everyone does. And, like I told you, I'm keeper of teas at Hogwarts. You'll know all about Hogwarts, of course. Er, no, said Harry. Hagrid looked shocked. Sorry, said Hag- said Harry suddenly. Sorry, Hagrid barked, turning up to stare at the Dursleys who shrank back into the shadows. It's them who should be sorry. I knew you weren't getting the letters, but I never thought you wouldn't even know about Hogwarts for crying out loud. Did you never wonder where your parents learned it all? All what? asked Harry. All what? Hagrid thundered. Now wait just a second. He has leapt to his feet. His, uh, in his anger, he felt to... He seemed to fill the whole hut. The Dursleys were cowering against the wall. Do you mean to tell me, he growled at the Dursleys, that this boy, this boy knows nothing about, about anything? Harry thought this was going a bit far. He had been to school after all. His marks weren't bad. I know some things, he said. I can do, I can, you know, do math and stuff. But Harry was... But Hagrid simply waved his hand and said, About our world. I mean, your world, my world, your parents' world. What world? Hagrid looked like as if he was going to explode. Dursley! He boomed. Uncle Vernon, who had gone very pale, whispered something that sounded like nimble rumble. Hagrid stared wildly at Harry. But you must know about your mum and dad, he said. I mean, they're famous. You're famous. 
What? My my mom and dad weren't famous, were they? You don't know, you don't know. Hubbard ran his fingers through his hair, fixing Harry with a bewildered stare. You don't know where you are, he said finally. Uncle Vernon suddenly found his voice. Stop, he commanded. Stop right there, sir. I forbid you to tell the boy anything. A braver man than Vernon Dursley would have quailed under the furious look Hagrid now gave him. When Hagrid spoke, his every syllable trembled with yeah, rage. You never told him? Never told him what was in that letter Dumbledore left for him? I was there. I saw Dumbledore leave it, Dursley, and you've kept it from his all. You've kept him. You've kept it from him all these years. Kept what from me? Said Hagrid. Said Harry eagerly. Stop! I forbid you! Yelled Uncle Vernon in panic. Aunt Petunia gave a gasp of horror. Ah! Go your go ball your heads, both of you! Said Hagrid. Harry, you're a wizard. There was a silence inside the hut. Only the sea and the whistling wind could be here. I'm a what? gasped Harry. A wizard, of course, said Hagrid, sitting back down on the sofa, which groaned and sank even lower. And a thumping good un, I'd say, once you've been trained up a bit. With mum and dad like yours, what else would you be? I reckon it's about time you read your letter. Hagrid. Harry stretched out his hands at last to take the yellowish envelope addressed in emerald green to Mr. H. Potter, the floor, hut on the rock, the sea. He pulled out the letter and read, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Headmaster Albus Dumbledore, Order of Merlin, First Class, the Grand Sork, Sorcerer, Chief Warlock, Supreme Mugwump, International Confederation of Wizards. Dear Mr. Potter, We are pleased to inform you that you have been accepted at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Please find the enclosed list of all the necessary books and equipment. Term begins on September 1. We await your owl by no later than July 31. Yours sincerely, Minerva McGinogle. Minerva McGonagall, deputy headmistress. Questions exploded in Harry's head like fireworks. He couldn't decide which to ask first. After a few minutes, he stammered, What does it mean they await my owl? Gallop and gorgons, that reminds me, said Harry, clapping his hand to his forehead, with enough force to knock over a cart horse, and from yet another pocket, Inside his overcoat, he pulled an owl, a real live, rather ruffled-looking owl, a long quill, and a roll of parchment. With his tongue between his teeth, he scribbled a note that that Harry could read upside down. Dear Professor Dumbledore, given Harry his letter, taking him to buy his things tomorrow, Withers horrible, hope you're well, Hagrid. Hagrid rolled up the note, gave it to the owl, which clamped it in its beak went to the door and threw the owl out into the storm. Then he came back and sat down as though this was as normal as talking on the telephone. Harry realized his mouth was open and closed it quickly. Where was I? said Hagrid. But at that moment, 
Uncle Arunan, still ashen-faced but looking very angry, moved into the firelight. He's not going anywhere, he said. Hagrid grunted. I'd like to see a great muggle like you stop him, he said. A what? said Harry, interested. A muggle, said Hagrid. It's what we call non-magic folk like them. And it's your black luck that you grew up in a family of the biggest muggles I've ever laid eyes on. He swore when we took him in, we'd stop. We'd put a stop to that rubbish, said Uncle Vernon. Sore, sword, we stamp it out of him. Wizard indeed. You knew, said Harry. You knew I'm a, a wizard. Knew, shrieked Aunt Petunia suddenly. Knew, of course we knew. How could you not be my dratted sister, being what she was? Oh, she got a letter just like that and disappeared after that that school and came home every vacation, her pockets full of frog her pockets full of frog spawn, turning teacup into rats. I was the only one who saw her for what she was. A freak. But for my mother and father, oh no, it was Lily this and Lily that. They were proud of having a witch in the family. She stopped to draw a deep breath and then went wanting on. It seemed she had been wanting to say this for years. Then she met that potter at school, and they left, and they got married, and then had you, of course. I knew you'd be just the same, just as strange, just as, as abnormal. And then, if you please, she went and got herself blown up, and we got landed with you. Harry had gone very white. As soon as he found his voice, he said, Blown up? You said, you told me they died in a car crash. Car crash? roared Hagrid, jumping up so angrily that the Dursleys scuttled back to their corner. How could a car crash kill Lily and James Potter? This is an outrage, a scandal. Harry Potter not knowing his own story, when every kid in our world knows his name. But why? What happened? Harry asked urgently. Anger faded from Harry from Hagrid's face. He looked suddenly anxious. I never expected this, he said in a low, worried voice. I had no idea when Dumbledore told me there might be trouble getting hold of you. How much I didn't know. Ah, oh, Harry, I don't know if I'm the right person to tell you. But someone's gotta. You can't go to after Hogwarts not knowing. He threw a dirty look at the Dursleys. Well, it's best you know as much as I can tell you. Mind, I can't tell you everything. It's a great mystery, parts of it. He sat down, stared into the fire for a few seconds, and then said, It begins, I suppose, with a, a person called, with incredible, you don't know his name, while everyone in our world knows him. Who? Well, I don't like saying the name if I can help him. No one does. Why not? Gulp and gargoyles, Harry. People are still scared. Blaming, this is difficult. See, there was this wizard who went bad. As bad as you could go. Worse. Worse. Then worse. His name was... Hagrid gulped, but no word came out. Could you write it down? Harry suggested. Nah, can't spell it. All right. Voldemort.
Hagrid stuttered. Don't make me say it again. Anyway, this, this wizard about twenty years ago just wanted a bit of his, bit of his power because he was getting himself all power all right. Dog days, Harry, didn't seem to know who to trust. Didn't dare get friendly with strange wizards or witches. Terrible things happened. He was taking over course. Someone stood up to him, and he killed him. Horribly. One of the only safe places left was Hogwarts. Reckon Dumbledore's the only one you know who was afraid of. Didn't dare trying to take in the school. Not just then, anyway. I know. Now your mum and dad were as good and rich a wizard as I ever knew. Had boy and girl at Hogwarts in their day. I suppose the mystery is why you know who never tried to get him. Get him on his side before. Probably knew they were too close to Dumbledore to want anything to do with the dark side. Maybe he thought he could persuade him. Maybe he just wanted him out of the way. All every, all anyone knows is he turned up in the village where you was living on Halloween ten years ago. You was just a year old. He came to your house and... And... Hagrid suddenly pulled out a very dirty, spotted handkerchief and blowed his news and blowed his no- nose with a sound like a foghorn. Sorry, he said, but it's that sad. Knew your mum and dad were nicer. People you couldn't find anyway. You know who killed him. And then, and this is the real mystery of the thing. He tried to kill you too. Wanted to make a clean job of it, I suppose. Or maybe he just liked killing by then. But then he couldn't do it. Never wondered how you got that mark on your her forehead. That was no ordinary cut. That's when you, that's what you get when a powerful evil curse touches you. Took care of your mum and dad and your house even. But it didn't work on you. And that's why you're famous, Harry. No one ever lived after he decided to kill him. No one ever except you and he killed some of the best witches and wizards of the age, the Mickinon, the Mickinons, the Bones, the Prutes, and you was only a baby, and you lived. Something very painful was going on in Harry's mind. As Hagrid's story came to a close, he saw the blinding flash of green light more clearly than he had ever remembered it before. And he remembered something else for the first time in his life. A high, cold, cruel laugh. Hagrid was watching him sadly. Took it from the ruined house myself on Dumbledore's orders. But yeah, brought you to this floor. Load of old tush, said Uncle Vernon. Harry jumped. He had almost forgotten that the Dursleys were there. Uncle Vernon certainly seemed to have got back his courage. He was glaring at Hagrid. His feet, his fists were clenched. Now you listen here, boy, he snarled. I accept there's there's something strange about you. Probably not a good now probably nothing a good beating wouldn't have cured. And as for all this about your parents, well they were weirdos now denying it. And the world's better off without them, in my opinion. As for all they got in getting mixed up with these wizarding types. Just what I expected. I always knew they'd come to a sticky end. But at that moment, Hagrid leapt to the 
leapt from the sofa and drew his battered umbrella from his coat. Pointing this at un- Bonin, Uncle Vernon like a sword, he said, I'm warning you, Dursley. I'm warning you. One more word. In danger of being speared on the end, on the end of, of an umbrella by a bearded giant, Uncle Vernon's courage failed again. He flattened himself against the wall and fell silent. That's better, said Hagrid, breathing heavily and sitting back down on the sofa, which this time sagged right down to the floor. Harry, meanwhile, still had questions to ask. Hundreds of them. But what happened, but what happened to Wal... Sorry, I mean, you know who? Good question, Harry. Disappeared. Vanished. The same night he tried to kill you. Makes you even more famous. That's the biggest mystery, see? He was getting more and more powerful. Why did he go? Some say he died. Cod's wall up, in my opinion. Don't know if he had enough human left in him to die. Some say he was still out there, bidding his time. Like, but I don't believe it. People who was on his side came back to ours. Some of them came out kind of trances. Don't reckon they could have done if he was coming back. Most of us reckon he's still out there somewhere, but lost his powers. Too weak to carry on. Cause something about you finished him, Harry. There was something going on that night he hadn't counted on. I don't know what it was. No one does. But something about you stumped him all right. Hagrid looked at Harry with warmth and respect, flame blazing in his eyes. But Harry instead, feeling of pleased and proud, felt quite sure there had been a horrible mistake. Wizard? Him? How could he possibly be? He had spent his life being clouted by Dudley by, and bullied by his Aunt Petunia and Uncle Ronan. If he was really a wizard, why hadn't, he turn, why hadn't they been turned into warty toads every time they tried to lock him in his cupboard? If, he want, if he'd once defeated the greatest sorcerer in the world, how come Dudley had always been able to kick him around like a football? Hagrid, he said quietly, I think you must have made a re- mistake. I don't think I can be a wizard. To his surprise, Hagrid chuckled. Not a wizard, eh? Never made things happen when you were scared or angry? Hag- Harry looked into the fire. Now he came to think about it. Very, uh, every odd thing that had ever made his aunt and uncle furious with him had happened when Harry had been upset. Angry, angry, chased by Dudley's gang, he had somehow found himself out of the reach. Dreading going school with a ridiculous hair haircut, he managed to make it grow back. And and very and the very last time Dudley had hidden, hadn't he got his revenge without even realizing he was doing it? Hadn't he set a bow constrictor on him? Harry looked back at Hagrid, smiling, and saw that Hagrid was positively beaming at him. See? said Hagrid. Harry Potter, not a wizard. You wait, you'll be all right famous at Hogwarts. But Uncle Warren wasn't going to give in without a fight. Haven't I told you he's not going, he hissed. He's going to Stonewall High, and he'll be grateful for it. I've read those letters, and all, and he needs all sorts of rubbish, foul books and wands, and if he wants to go, a great muggle like you won't stop him growled Hagrid. 
stop Lillian James Potter's son going to Hogwarts. You're mad. His name's been down ever since he was born. He's after the final school of witchcraft and wizardry in this world. Seven years there, and he won't know himself. He'll be with the drunksters of his own sort for a change. He'll be under the greatest headmaster Hogwarts ever had. Albus jumbled, I'm not paying, I'm not paying for some old crap-pot fool to teach him magic tricks, yelled Uncle Vernon. But he finally had gone really too far. Hagrid seized his umbrella and whirled it over his head. Never, he thundered, insult Albus Dumbledore in front of me. He brought the umbrella swishing down into the air to point at Dudley. There was a flash of violet light and a sound like a firecracker and sharp squeal, and the next second Dudley was dancing on the stop on the spot with his hands clasped over his fat bottom, howling in his pain. When he returned when he turned his back on them, Harry saw a curly pigtail poking through the hole in his trouser. Uncle Vernon roared, pulling Aunt Petunia and Dudley into the other room. He cast one last terrified look at Hagrid and slammed the door behind him. Hagrid looked down at his umbrella and stroked his beard. Didn't have lost me temper, he said ruefully, but it didn't work anyway. Meant to turn him into a pig, but I suppose he was so much like a pig anyway, there wasn't much left to do. He cast a sideways look at Harry under his bushy eyebrows. Be grateful if you didn't mention that to anyone at Hogwarts, he said. I am not supposed to do magic, strictly speaking. I was allowed to do for a bit, follow, to follow ya and get your letters to ya and stuff. One of those reasons I was so keen to take on the job. Why aren't you supposed to do magic? Harry asked. Oh, well, I was at Hogwarts myself, but I er, got expelled. To tell you the truth, in my three years, in my third year, they snapped me wand in half and everything. But Dumbledore let me stay on as great as gamekeeper. Great man, Dumbledore. Why were you expelled? It's getting late, and we've got lots to do tomorrow, said Hagrid loudly. Gotta, go, gotta get up to your town and get all your books and that. He took off his thick black coat and threw it to Harry. You can keep under that, he said. Don't mind if it wriggles a bit. I think I've still got a couple of dormice in one of the pockets.